This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Class of Rock. It's 535 and Hart on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy today, but dry until probably about 7 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow, morning showers tapering off during the day. Today's high 80, tomorrow only 73. Uh, Michael Dobbs, as a reminder, will be joining us today. Gee. Oh, yes, G indeed. He'll be uh, with us after 8 o'clock also today. No, uh, no, I meant G, Michael Dobbs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, there's. I thought you were filled with wonder and mm, no. contemplation. No. Uh, also today, we got uh, tickets to uh, live music for Lorraine's with uh, Trailer Trash, a couple other tribute bands that's happening at the Knights of Columbus in Chicopee on the 28th of August. They have a four-pack of tickets to give away later on this morning. With Trailer Trash? Trailer Trash. Oh, my man. Yeah. And their one and only New England appearance. Yeah. That day. Yeah, that, that yeah right, because yeah. they may yeah. play other shows yeah. throughout the weekend. Uh, so there's that and some other stuff coming up this morning, too. It's 537 at Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by... Rock 102 oh. Springfield Classic Rock. It's 550 and Skinner on Rock 102. Two great uh, Johnny Six Guns songs back to back. Actually, uh, Johnny Six Guns would be doing Skinner songs, not the... Yeah, around. He uh, two great ones with uh, lots of horns. Uh, Skinner and the Doors before that. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some yeah. Hollywood trash? Well, Kristen Bell agrees with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis uh, about uh, child bathing routines. Remember how they said, uh, "Yeah, we don't wash our kids until they get really dirty." Mm-hmm. Well, she says she's a big fan of waiting for the stink, and then they can take the bath. Wait for the stink. Yeah, wait for the stink to fill up her house. Do um, I mean I don't, I don't really recall if uh, a pediatrician saying this, but do pediatricians recommend not bathing your children? I think Doctor Spock once uh, suggested the. I think he was the stink doctor. I don't believe that's what they called him. Well, I know you're supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to bathe uh, children like all the time where uh, they get irritation to the skin because you're rubbing like a scrubby on their skin all the time. Sure. But uh, I would say every other day would be a good clean unless you got really dirty somewhere. I know for a fact, and I don't don't mean this as a personal insult in any way, shape or form, but there were times when my young children were stinky as hell. And, and needed to be bathed. That's when you do it, yeah. is when the stink comes in. That's well, what they're you, saying. You do it to avoid the stink, not to wait for the stink to happen before you bathe them. And yet you did. I did as a preemptive strike, ah. as opposed to a reactive uh, you know, moment. You, know, right. you see the difference? you got to remember, uh, Kristen Bell is uh, married to Dax Shepard, so he looks like a kind of guy who would stink all the time. Oh, no, anyway. really? Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, he's just got that the like grungy look to him all the mm. time. You never seen him before? I wouldn't know him if he were standing in the room. He's, no. He's well. He's kind of like the guy who's probably always wearing flip flops and you know uh, and shorts so, all the time. Selena Gomez and her fans are upset that yet another show for making jokes about her kidney transplant. This time it was on The Good Fight, and the characters were even talking about cancel culture in the scene. 
I didn't know people were making fun of this uh, woman's kidney transplant uh, so often that it was becoming a problem. Or that it was in the scripts of other shows? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's rude. With the characters asking uh, which things can still be made funny, like necrophilia, autism, and quote, Selena Gomez's kidney transplant? Ha 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 ha. Necrophilia, yes. Autism, no. Transplant, no. But open season on necrophilia. Actually, I think that's probably a good portion of the population would prefer not to hear jokes about that. that yes, a, but they're dead. That's an interesting hill to choose to die on, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, she said, uh, quote, I'm not sure how writing jokes about organ transplants for TV shows has become a thing, but sadly it has, apparently. I hope in the next writer's room, when one of these tasteless jokes are presented, it's called out immediately and does not make it on the air. Hey, listen. As long as they're mentioning your name, you're not canceled, right? <laughs> Any any publicity about your organs is good publicity yeah. about your organs. Well, maybe not Harvey Weinstein's. Uh, the Offspring and their latest drummer, Pete Parada, have parted ways because Pete wouldn't get vaccinated. Pete says he has a medical condition which makes him risky for him to get jabbed, but the band uh, isn't buying it, and they're like, no, no thanks. Get out. You can get out of the band. You're out. And he wasn't all that upset about it because uh, the Offspring's music isn't all that good. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears locked herself in a well, accidentally locked herself in a bathroom. Big difference. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't being held hostage or anything. Right. The "Oops, I Did It Again" hitmaker decided to go for a bath in the early hours of uh, Tuesday, only to find herself trapped inside the room after the lock got stuck. She told her Instagram followers at 2 a.m. I decided to take a bath. I got a new scented lotion from Victoria's Secret, and I wanted to wear it because it helps me sleep better. I went to the bathroom and looked over. Uh, looked at my leftover coffee from earlier in the morning and said, gross, but didn't throw it away. And then I looked for my face wash, but I couldn't okay. find it anywhere. I was caught up yeah. in my head looking for it for about 15 minutes. And then mm-hmm. I realized it's probably in another bathroom. And then yeah. when I decided to leave mm. and the door right. was locked, I thought, well, right. okay, it's the bathroom. I can uh-huh. open the damn door. But no, the lock was stuck. Yeah, I can see now why the conserv- conservatorship hasn't been removed yet. I can see why somebody would want to lock her in a bathroom. I'm surprised there's any doors on any part of her house. The uh, 39-year-old uh, then proceeded to scream for her boyfriend, Sam Asagari, but uh, he's a heavy sleeper, so it took her four attempts to wake him up. I got locked in the effing bathroom and my boyfriend was sleeping. Even if there's an earthquake, he wouldn't wake up. Don't most bathroom doors lock from the inside? Uh, well, when you're living with Britney Spears, yeah, you might want to have probably. Yeah, I wouldn't put locks on any door. Uh, yeah. Her personal trainer wound up hearing her, and then came in to rescue her to get the bathroom. Because he stays in the same house as her and her boyfriend. Yeah, that's hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, now I'm starting to understand why they're not lifting that conservatorship. Well, uh, you know, uh, she's just as. Uh, crazy as any other girl. So it's it's now free Britney from the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, A cat scampered onto the field at the uh, Yankees game on Monday, and it lasted so long that fans started giving it MVP chance. And uh, did you you see the video of this? It lasted so long, they're still talking about it on Thursday. No. Because the video's going viral now, so uh, they're making little uh, cat videos and and remixes and things like that. It, it's it's I thought it was pretty funny. 
When I saw when I saw a pussy back on the field, I thought they re-signed A. Rod. <laughs> you see? You see? That's the only reason you did it. Well, you see, you, yeah, yeah. you could have waited That's instead it. of pooing yeah. all over it before no. I got to it. But you know what? Well, my I name's didn't. John O'Brien. I'll just yeah. make room for myself and all of my okay, problems, you. and you can't Stay put in your. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Tony Bennett announced that his final album will be another collaboration with Lady Gaga. It's called Love for Sale, and it will be released on October 1st if he makes it that long. Yeah. He's got to be what? He's got to be in his 80s at least, right? Uh, Tony Bennett's in his 90s. 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 Yeah. And he's still making albums. You think he's the kind of guy that just sits there on the other side of the piano with Gaga and just goes, just just play something. I don't know. He's 95. I'll put my name on it and we'll sell a bunch of albums. And he doesn't even, his keys are all are all phony. Well, Tony Bennett's the kind of guy who could pass gas into a microphone, record it, and then uh, sell it. You know, he'd, he'd probably sell 10,000 copies just for that. I have, I have three of those albums. <laughs> it's the wind section. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Tell Tool, a division of Cadence Aerospace, is. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the last 24 hours have been quite a whirlwind. As you may know, yesterday the Boston Red Sox placed reliever Matt Barnes on the COVID-19 injured list, where he was placed under strict quarantine at the team's hotel in Detroit. Eating overpriced room service, watching unsatisfying softcore pornography on pay-per-view, staring at the window knowing that his teammates were getting clobbered by the Tigers by a score of 4-2, to and watching his team fall back a full game in the standings. In other words, it's a terrible time to be in a COVID-19 quarantine. But like so often in life, this was a parallel of what was going on for me at home, as I too were showing signs of illness. Scratchy throat, sniffles, congestion, and yet, just like Matt Barnes, both of us tested negative for COVID. Thank you, Moderna Pharmaceuticals, and thank you for all those great life-saving CDC protocols. Now both myself and Matt Barnes have been cleared to rejoin our various teams, pull them from a disastrous two-day slide, and try to gently pick up the pieces for where things have gone astray. For the Red Sox, they needed Matt Barnes in his 23 saves and his 2.30 ERA. And for Rock 102, they needed me back for many of the same reasons, most of which I don't need to spell out for you at this time. However, let this be a lesson to all of you. When in doubt, check it out. Don't be lost in a fog of denial and say, well, I'm sure it's not COVID. There must be a million reasons why I can't breathe or taste my lunch. Get yourself tested. Sack up. Be a man about it. And don't take your chances. Was I symptomatic of having COVID? Certainly not enough to get a positive test. Do I regret not coming in and potentially spreading my sudden illness upon all my fellow employees? Not in the least. That is because I am a responsible adult that is fully vaccinated. And so is Matt Barnes. And that's why we will both be at work today. It's because we played by the rules and didn't take chances with our health or with the health of others. It's really a very simple strategy that a good number of people have chosen to ignore. Don't let that be you. 15 seconds of swabbing with peace of mind is a whole lot better than 15 days on a respirator. At least that's what I've been told, and I would like to keep it that way. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Stanley 25-foot lever lock tape measure. 
four bucks. The Craftsman Wide Mouth Tool Bag, four bucks. It's the four buck tool sale going on at Rocky's Ace Hardware. The August sales flyer is on at Rocky's website. It's loaded with bargains, just like the four buck tool sale. Available now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Journey on Rock 102. Cloudy today, but dry until uh, this evening. It looks like about 7 o'clock or so. It may start to rain. Um, A high of about 80. And then uh, tomorrow morning showers tapering off, hopefully, before the evening's concerts and bike nights and things like that get started. Uh, But right now in downtown Springfield, it's uh, flabbing. Speaking of uh, concerts, we're going to give you a rare opportunity to see Trailer Trash live. They're going to be at the... Uh, live music for Lorraine's. It's a uh, it's a fundraiser for Lorraine's Soup Kitchen. A four pack of tickets to see uh, not only Trailer Trash but also uh, completely Unchained, the Van Halen tribute, and Bad Magic, the Godsmack tribute. I know you're an enormous fan of uh, Godsmack, so that'll be just like seeing them live. It's God, gonna- Godsmack or Gobsmack? God smack mm. and uh, this is all happening on the Knights of Columbus on the 28th of August so we'll give those tickets away later on and also Michael Dobbs from the reminder coming up Gee. after 8 o'clock. Gee Michael um, you know you say a rare appearance and unfortunately because of the pandemic you know it has been uh, a couple of years since a lot of these bands have been out they're just gotten out there finally after the last few months um, we talked about this I think it was Monday how because of the pandemic, uh, the athletes in the Olympics have traveled alone. They're not allowed to bring their parents. They're not allowed to bring friends. There's no audiences in most of these venues. There's small amounts of people there, including the press. But, you know, you're basically by yourself. Your support system is on the other side of the world. This um, Raven Saunders... The shot putter. She's uh, she was the one who the other day on the uh, on the metal uh, stand crossed her wrists uh, as kind of a a protest. She's got uh, her hair is one side it's green, the other side is purple. Um, her mother died, and and we were talking about this the other day. Apparently, and I I, I love to see the details of how this works. Um, the IOC or the, the U.S. Olympic Committee, has um, offered the parents an opportunity to come to Orlando where they're apparently all converging on the same place for watch parties, all of which have open bars, from what I read. Wow. And, I mean, I don't know if it's only for the days your child is competing or if it's for the whole, what is it, 17 days, like the biggie? Two weeks of the Olympics? Yes, it's it's just like the biggie. Yeah. In fact, I think you get a gold medal and a cream puff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Beulah was the uh, the torchlighter. Uh, unfortunately, she passed right after that. Oh, of course. But uh, yeah, that I mean, so I mean, I thought at first I thought it was really cool about this watch party, uh, open bars, parents being taken down to Orlando to watch their kids perform. But once again. You're on the other side of the world, and a parent dies. I just, you know, you you just wonder. I I think she was done competing, so it didn't necessarily, it's not going to affect her performance, but um, I just, you know, you just can't, I mean, 
Raven well, is 25. Her mother's only in her 40s, and right. it doesn't sound like she had any. Well, I don't know whether it's pre-existing conditions or not. They don't. They have not released a cause of death. So it's. I mean, for all we know, uh, you know, Raven Saunders' mother may not have been able to travel at all. No, she was in. She was in Orlando. She the mother gone, was in Orlando. Yeah, the mother, the mother was in yeah. Orlando. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's, was she healthy enough to make a trip to say? Tokyo. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one thing to travel from, you know, d- domestically, where you know you're talking about maybe one, two hours, three hours, maybe, mm-hmm. as opposed to the you know the full day in the air that it takes to get to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you know, again, the she says she's <coughs> excuse me. Raven says she's going to take a break from uh, social media, as expected for her mental health. Um, you know, you've got to think that again, you're, you're on the other side of the world. You're 25 years old. Your parents weren't able to be with you anyway. And now one of them has died. I'd say there's going to be some mental health issues there. Um, thankfully the IOC, you know, they were, they were, uh, investigating this, this gesture that she made this, this X mm. and they've uh, decided that in light of everything that has happened, her mother's death and everything, they're suspending the inquiry. So they're, they're not they're not going to you know keep pursuing it and and you know her explanation of it is more I mean they're concerned about uh, you know demonstrations mm-hmm. and you know political statements and then she's saying that's not where it is at in her heart it's like you know it's the intersection of where all people meet who are oppressed is that you know that yeah. that cross yep. of the arms and you know I don't I don't really have. Uh, a, a substantial problem with that but in light of you know what's gone on in her family i mean you're right but you've also seen in, in other situations where athletes who in in spite of you know you know family uh tragedy go out and compete anyway because mm-hmm. you know what else are they going to do right you know it's it, it's the right i mean i'm thinking like you know brett Favre. it's monday night football his dad dies, and the next day he's out playing Monday Night Football to play maybe one of the best games of his career. Yeah, and you know people were like saying, you know, should he really be playing? And you know, the day after his father died, and and Brett Favre's uh, reaction was, of course, my father would have wanted this, and there's nothing for me to do. Yeah, what else am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, sit around and mope. To, 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 uh, he said, you know, I'm grieving. I'm close to my father, but I mean, really, the best way to me. For me to get beyond this is to keep my mind occupied yeah. and busy. Yeah, a lot of people do. Speaking of uh, inquiries, boy, how about that? Uh, how about that, Governor Cuomo? Huh? Um, he's uh. How many times? I mean, I don't know because I've never been accused of sexual harassment of any kind. But mm. how many times does it take before there are? consequences for your stupid behavior how many people how many victims yeah, how, how many, many pages I mean, of uh, report i mean in the case of you know bill cosby you need at least 60 women before one uh before one case can be prosecuted yeah, but, and then you get released anyway right in a technicality yeah, yeah. but in a cuomo case um you know what i don't know if he should really bother with those nomination papers you know it just it, it amazes me and uh and and obviously you know once again, this is kind of, kind of boils down sometimes to Trump because he's considered a master at this, and his lawyer Roy Cohn was the one who allegedly taught him this, and that is you never admit to something and you never apologize. 
and as long as you can continue to keep denying something, there will be no repercussions. And it, and it's interesting to watch Cuomo. You know, he did a he did a videotape statement yesterday, in which he said, um, "I did not touch anyone inappropriately." Now, there's this one woman who worked in his office who was also a past victim of sexual assault. And Cuomo admits he had a conversation with her regarding her previous experience, and he asked her questions that he wouldn't necessarily have asked other people. He said in an effort to help her you know, move forward or get through what she had been through. So that's the only thing he admits, but all the rest of it. I mean, you're, we're talking about reaching your hand up inside a blouse to grab a breast. We're not, we're not talking about just things that could be misinterpreted, things that could be like, oh, he bumped into me. Well, no, I think he was actually trying to cop a feel. It, there's a lot of things that just don't sound very ambiguous, and he just keeps denying it. Well, of course he would. Two things uh, in, in my mind when I'm, when I'm hearing this story. One, you talk about you know the uh, the recommendation of his attorney. Now, the recommendation of his attorney would be don't admit anything, don't say anything to uh, make yourself look guilty. Don't admit or apologize to anything. I can see that as a legal strategy for someone who's going to have to defend you perhaps in court or against a crime. But the other part of it is anyone who is arrogant enough to believe that they are entitled to uh, manipulate or to harass someone to this degree suffers from a narcissistic personality disorder. Even if they are confronted with proof that, in fact, they did wrong, they're not going to admit their responsibility in it. They will do everything to say, well, it's it's somebody else's responsibility. I didn't do it. I did it because... Of this, they always deflect blame and responsibility. It's part of that of that personality disorder, which shouldn't be a surprise that a guy like Cuomo is doing just that. It's mm. not just that he's listening to his lawyer. He is just doing what he would do naturally. It's just, and then, you know. I mean, tell me anybody who has been in that position, whether it's Matt Lauer or uh, you know, Charlie Rose or anybody else who said, yeah, I guess I did kind of there, do it. Well, there had. I, I was trying to think of that, and I can't think of a name. But there have been some people who have gotten out in front of this. Yes, and what? And where is that coming from? Is that coming from them, or is that coming from, no, no, no. say, like a, a public relations specialist who uh, specializes in in uh, you know just this kind of uh, situation where you're faced with a crisis and now you're trying to manage your way through it. Yeah, I don't at, know. At that level, the only thing to do is to admit to it. Well, so you can say, well, I have an illness. And the I, ones who admitted to it may not have been facing criminal charges. And will have been denying it up yeah. until the part the part where their uh, their PR uh, you know, crisis specialist is saying, we need to manage this and put a clamp on it now. It's just uh, it's just amazing. I mean, that, that you don't... You've got, you've got the Speaker of the House and the President saying resign not to mention you know these other things that that they're looking into about whether or not they padded the numbers of deaths of people in nursing homes during the pandemic how did you manage to write a book in the middle of a pandemic 
you know, there's a whole bunch of other things that they're asking about as well. And, and uh, it just, once again, I, I don't understand the people in their 60s or 70s who don't just say, all right, you know what, I, I'm going to go live on an island for whatever time I got left, especially if you have money. Well, when you're talking, you know, of, a, of you know, someone who is that predatory, who is that uh, narcissistic, that self-centered, you know, they, you're talking about a master manipulator. I mean, they are manipulating not only their victims, they're manipulating the situation and uh, the surroundings of each individual incident to protect mm-hmm. themselves, but to also justify their behavior. This is not any any more unusual than a, 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 a predatory uh, member of the clergy. It's not any different than, you know, someone who may be predatory in the Boy Scouts or, you know, any other organization in which someone is victimized like this. This just happens to be the governor of New York. And uh, it's a pretty high position to be in for someone who clearly has no business being around people that he controls. Mass Live had an article this morning that Charlie Baker says uh, he should retire. He should resign. No Cuomo question. should resign. Maybe uh, maybe we can extend the mass border, uh, you know, beyond the Berkshires into Albany, and uh, and Charlie could be the governor of both for yeah, a little while. That's just that's for a, a little while. Temporary. That's a, that's a reasonable thought. Acting. Yes. Well, it's as reasonable as some of the other things we've heard in the last six months. It's six twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien, Rock One Hundred Two. It's six twenty-six with Bax and O'Brien, Rock One Hundred Two. You know, as somebody who watches two network newscasts every night, why? Um, because I want to be up on things. Uh, I've noticed a, an unusual amount of churn. There, there are just there's a lot of reporters that come and go, and I don't know if they're contractors, if they work for affiliates, because they they don't introduce them that way sometimes on the news. And I find myself uh, interested enough sometimes in a particular reporter where I might Google them just to see what their what their experience was as they worked their way up into a, a network job in television news. There's this girl on ABC, Ariel Reshef. Uh, she's actually been a reporter with ABC for a while. Um, so I Google her last night just out of curiosity. Like a creepy old man would? Yeah, probably. Her husband's name is Daniel Frankenstein. Come on. I swear, and her... Is it pronounced Frankenstein? I don't know. Her daughter is named Mayor Reshef Frankenstein. And I and I just like... Now, would this happen to be the great-great-grandson of Dr. Victor Frankenstein? I don't know. Whose but experiments uh, reanimating human flesh was seen as a uh, as somewhat of an aberration in science. I don't know why someone would not change their name. Uh, if your name is Frankenstein, and then you know you become old enough to realize what that means, and old enough to go to court and get it changed. We've, we've mentioned this before. The old Hill Street Blues episodes. Uh, with uh, this guy, this character, he was like a recurring character, Vic Hitler, mm, the yeah. narcoleptic comedian. Yeah, and uh, he was a stand-up comedian who yeah you know, would fall asleep on stage. But his real last name was Hitler, and it was he was proud, not proud of Adolf Hitler, but proud of the family name and refused to change it. And it may 
have heard his comedy career. I, I vaguely remember that. Was he claiming that was his real name or stage name that as was, a comedian? That was his real name, yeah. and he was going to yeah. stick with it to try to bring some sort of respect back to the, the Hitler family name. I just don't know how you... You know, wedding announcements and uh, b- birth certificates, the children. Mm. You know, she doesn't take his name when she marries him, but the kids take, well, the kids take both names. They take the mother's maiden name and the father's name, but Frankenstein? And all them little monsters in the house. Oh, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. There's this guy, uh, he's been sitting in a bar basically all night. Yes. And uh, he sees this blonde, a uh, couple of couple of seats over, wearing the tightest pair of pants he's ever seen in his life. Yes. And uh, finally, his curiosity, and probably the booze, gets the best of him. And he walks over and he says to her, how do you get into those pants? And she goes, well, you could start by buying me a drink. Oh, <laughs> you see, geez, she thinks wow. he wants to get into her pants, and, she and no, he just wants to know where you put them. Six thirty-five of Bax and O'Brien, Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Our long national nightmare is over. The agricultural-themed hardware Hardwick Community Fair is back on this summer. Thank yeah. God. Thank goodness. A tradition begun in 1762, returning to the town common on August 20th and 21st. John, you went uh, with Dan Williams to that very first one, didn't you? We did. We were uh, plowsharing back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Weren't you part of the butter-churning uh, exhibit? Uh, no, the gals did that, but we did the uh, the plowsharing. Uh, uh, nice. Just like the uh, three-wheeled motorcycle, you were the first to use the three-point plow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a Jew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I find it amusing that all these little like things that nobody really cared about. Steve, Steve, that what is, are you that talking not, about? That's not true. Little, Come on, you know, little tiny little events. You know, you live like in that. Hardwick. This is a big deal. This is your big E. No, but but it's just like anything during the pandemic, where uh, for example, even uh, little uh, places to go hiking. You know, mm-hmm. nobody ever really went to these places. But since nobody had any other options, all of a sudden people are discovering that these things existed. Now people are realizing, hey, there's a community <sighs> fair in Hardwick? No. Really? Yeah. I, I think you're one of the few who didn't know that. I don't think you knew that. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Come on. We- Haven't we done like a work release at the Hardwick uh, fair? I'm sure we've been there a few times. A uh, Westfield woman was seriously injured at a construction site in Northampton Tuesday after a ditch she was working in collapsed, bringing a wall of dirt down on top of her. The 30-year-old woman complained of chest pain and was rushed to Bay State Medical Center to be treated for serious injuries after being rescued. Uh, Police uh, Sergeant uh, Joseph Barsez says OSHA OSHA officials are now investigating the incident. Around 12.44 p.m., police and fire crews were called to 33 William Street, for a report of a ditch collapse at the construction site with one person trapped, the ditch is about 60 feet long, 6 feet wide, and 9 and a half feet at its deepest. The uh, dirt wall that collapsed on a woman was about 7 and a half feet. That's got to that, wow. be so 
it, just the fear alone mm. of uh, having dirt piled on top of you, let alone the injuries that you sustained from the whole thing. The area she was in was, what, seven and a half feet deep? deep. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Sergeant Barr said two men who were also working in the construction site used an excavator to free the woman as much as possible before first responders arrived. That can't be easy either. I mean, yeah. you're using an excavator to free a human being. You'd think you're doing it by hands and mm -hmm. shovels because you don't want to accidentally hit the person. Well, you don't know what position they're in. When you when you think about it, and I don't know how they do that. I mean, to, to me, I would think you would try to dig in a circumference around her without getting mm -hmm. close. So maybe the you know a good part of the dirt falls away. Yeah. And then you can pull her out. But still, with a, um, what's it called? An excavator? An excavator, yeah. Yeah, that's gotta, that can't be easy. The workers were installing a sewer line on Williams Street when the incident happened. It is unknown what caused the ditch to collapse. Did that not, uh, am I forgetting something? Did that not happen a few years ago, a couple of years ago, maybe in Longmeadow? Yeah, and it ended and, very and tragically. died, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. A uh, Massachusetts police officer has been fired after his chief determined the officer violated state law by looking up women on a criminal justice database without valid justification. Brennan Polidoro was... Uh, Polidoro, wasn't that uh, the singer and actress uh, from the uh, 70s and 80s? No, that says... Uh, no, Steve, that that was Piazadora. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Brendan Polidoro was uh, fired after... Uh, no, 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 no. That's that's the young girl with the talking backpack. No, that's Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what town was this officer fired Lanesboro. in? Lanesboro. Oh, Can well. you imagine being uh, the Lanesboro cop, the one Lanesboro <laughs> cop to get fired? It's, you fire that one Lanesboro cop, you've yeah. got a lawless society stuck in Lanesboro. He was fired after then Lanesboro, uh, over the spring, after then police chief uh, Timothy Sorrell uncovered a pattern of improper surveillance that he viewed as stalking and harassment. A probe revealed that Polidoro targeted women that he had current or past relationships with or those he wanted to date. Lonely in Lanesboro. Ah, boy. You know, back in the day... Uh, you you could uh, you could do that without any real repercussions. The uh, motor vehicle or usually motor vehicle. The motor vehicle uh, records were something you could um, you know you see a good looking gal driving down the street and get the plate number and then you run the plate and then uh -huh. if the female was the owner of the vehicle, then you can get her license information and. Uh, ask her out on a date. You it know, was back, oh, back in those days, all that was just fine. I know you're all, uh, yeah, there, there are times when you're curious about uh, you know, uh, the local flavor, but mm -hmm. jailbabes.com is still a thing. Yeah. You can still go back and take a look at all kinds of women still currently incarcerated throughout the United States. Yeah, well, but this isn't about incarcerated women. This is about using... Uh, the system that you uh, have no, to I, use on a daily basis I, anyway. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. But, mm -hmm. I mean, in, in lieu of that, you know, you could go on another site that is not considered evidence. Right. Uh, Sorrell's investigation uh, produced a 58-page report covering his actions by Polidoro from July 7th of 2020 to February 10th of 2021. Despite months of work before his retirement, Sorrell is not sure he fully mapped the extent of Polidoro's misuse of resources. Uh, once we found out there was an issue, we dealt with it. 
He uh, He's a dirty cop. He's going down. It's all about the public trust. I did my best for my agency and recommended to the select board that he be terminated, and he was, in fact, terminated. Polidoro's attorney, Terrence Cole, said that his client has appealed his firing. <coughs> he has filed a grievance pursuant with the collective bargaining agreement, which provides that officers may be terminated for just cause. Uh, Officer Polidoro's grievance uh, allege, alleges that the town did not have just cause to terminate him. You mean uh, looking up the same chick 15 times in the database? Not an apology. Uh, not an apology. I didn't see that. If Was that wrong? Was I not supposed to do that? Yeah, I think if you don't actually read the policy, then the policy doesn't exist. Kind of like yeah. you know, if a tree falls and you don't hear it. Um, that's kind of scary, actually. You got a guy driving around who's basically uh, finding out where you live, what you're doing. Yeah, but you said, didn't you say these were women he was already involved in a relationship or, with? Or ones he wanted to date. Yeah, yeah. It's the ones he wanted to date. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out what she's doing. Yeah, what's see, she what's, doing? Oh, uh -huh. man. She's got a she's got a type 3 license, and she's a blood donor? You know. An, an organ I, donor, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an organ donor, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. See if she'd like to see if we're a match. I, I'm guessing, uh, you know, the, the the Tinder population in Lanesboro isn't that great, so you have the advantage as a police officer mm -hmm. to uh, look up the chicks that you want. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know where Lanesboro is. What what surrounds it? It's like uh, Adams and North Adams. And oh, so you got Pickens. Dalton. Yeah. You got Pickens. Slim Pickens, <laughs> but Pickens. <laughs> yeah. The uh, most populated city in the United States will soon require proof of vaccination against COVID-19 for visiting indoor businesses. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio will announce the mandate, which will impact gyms, restaurants, and entertainment venues. Uh, we've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now, we've tried voluntary. voluntary. We uh, could not have been more kind and compassionate, free testing, everywhere you turn, incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over, de Blasio said on MSNBC last week. It's time for mandates because it's the only way to protect our people. You know, that would be all great if you didn't put the uh, the vaccinations on a piece of cardboard that, you know, it's not, it's not like the you can't laminate that thing, right? You're not oh, supposed oh, to cards. laminate it. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a it's a it's just like a postcard. How many people have lost theirs already? Well, I, you know, in this day and age, it should be easy enough to have a an electronic record of something. Even if you just, I mean, all I did was take a picture of the card, both sides, and put it in my photos. Well, that's probably enough, right? Yeah. You can even put it in your own in a in its own album, so mm -hmm. it's easily accessible. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are we what are we thinking about in this day and age with with that availability? I mean, lamination. Who's ever heard of something so crazy? Uh, officials say an Ohio man was arrested in Florida over the weekend after being accused of groping two female flight attendants and punching a male flight attendant during a flight from Philadelphia to Miami. Miami-Dade say, uh, police say 22-year-old Maxwell Berry was arrested Saturday at Miami Air National Airport and charged with three counts of misdemeanor battery. Police say Berry had two drinks while on the Frontier Airlines flight and ordered another drink. After the confrontation with the flight attendants, police say Berry was restrained to a seat with tape and a seatbelt extender. I watched the video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like screaming at the top of his lungs, talking about how his parents are worth like $2 million. Mm -hmm. Like all this incoherent stuff. And then 
the the next I, it, the video yeah. cuts at some point. Yes, it's and edited. It's, and then the the flight attendant is wrapping duct tape around yep. the guy. But you don't see. But like you said, you don't see how they ultimately yeah. were able to restrain him because in that video, all you see is the male flight attendant and two female flight attendants. I imagine at some point passengers got involved. And, and, you know, people behind him held him down in the seat. Um, but, yeah, not only did he duct tape, he duct taped his shoulders and his arms, so they were pinned, but he also duct taped his mouth because the guy just kept yelling while he was while he was being detained as well. That's a real bummer during, uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> beverage service. Yeah, well, y- you're going to get passed anyway. Uh, I love how I just love how people were all like laughing and making fun of him. Then once he was restrained in the seat, they're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> "Yeah, you got restrained in the seat." Yeah, they weren't saying anything until he was restrained. But once he was, then yeah, everyone's making fun of him. Uh, but it's just it's another one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm guessing. Well, first of all, it was a Frontier flight, so I'm sure it was late. Um, which means he probably had been drinking in the airport. Yeah. You know, the two drinks he had and the third he one he ordered on the plane was probably the seventh, eighth, and ninth drinks he'd had that day. And, uh, and, and you know, just how do you explain yourself when you sober up? Um, well, I, I don't know if you, if you really do. I mean, even, even if, listen, considering the prices they charge... Uh, at, at airports for booze, and and then for you to be loaded by the time you actually well, board your plane. But again, you don't even know how he got loaded. I mean, he right. could have brought nips with, with him through the. You can do that through the security gate. You could sit there in the airport all afternoon and mix yourself some drinks. Or you could go to uh, this is article on Mass Live this morning. LaGuardia? Yeah, I, this for story. Twenty-seven dollars, Sam Adams. Yeah, they they charged a guy. Actually, it's in th- like. Three different airports they yeah. that, that they overcharge people for All the Sam port Adams. authority ones. LaGuardia, Kennedy, and Newark. Yeah, 20, 27, what was it? 20, 2785. Yeah. And then they, they and they realized it was it was their own fault and what they yeah. should have charged and was only eighteen dollars for a single beer. Eighteen dollars. Like that's the correct yeah. eighteen dollars and fifteen cents. Yeah. Oh, that's well. the corrected price. Oh, well then that's easy because that's... you know I was gonna leave a nine dollar <laughs> tip anyway. <laughs> That's oh, about eighteen fifty. Well, that's a totally reasonable cost. Yeah, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to see uh, partly cloudy and sunny. I don't know, partly cloudy and partly sunny. I don't know how you. Uh, Either way, you just that. only have to say one of them. Well, that's all right. I'm not going to say anything at all. How about that? Well, you, you say did. one, you can assume the other. Yeah. Well, because it, every time we look at the forecast, the one uh, website changes to cloudy, while mm-hmm. the other one changes to sunny. Yeah. So I'm just going to say both. It's a high of 78. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 72. It's 57 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53 and Credence on Rock 102. You know, if you miss a uh, Baxton O'Brien show, a Baxton O'Brien podcast might be what you need to listen to. You'll never miss another show again. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on BaxonO'Brien.com. And it's brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. And check out Baxi's musical podcast this week, Frank Hannon from uh, from Tesla. They got new music coming out uh, in the fall. You can hear all about that on BaxonO'Brien.com. You know, I, I realize uh, there are seasons to the year, and they are marked on the calendar. 
generally September 21st, December 21st, March 21st, June 21st. Those, those are the starts of your seasons. And, and within those seasons uh, can be various kinds of weather conditions. And it's not something you can measure by the calendar. I just, for some reason, psychologically, I was hoping with no proof that it could ever happen that this rainy-ass July we had that ended up being the second or third rainiest July ever would change as of August 1st. Why would you think that? That's what I'm saying. There's no reasonable belief that that would happen. You just kind of like get it in your head and you say to yourself, boy, I really hope that when July's over, the rain will end. It's not only not ending. Um, I'm out having dinner last night at uh, uh, Golden Irene's in Enfield. And, um, Isn't that a song by uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners? No, that's Come On Eileen, and that's usually an after-dinner activity. Um, but I, uh, I just vomited in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that's well, nevertheless. Uh, I'm looking, because this place is in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. I, I mean, physically, like, in the woods. And, and I'm looking, we're sitting out on the patio, and, uh, and I'm looking out towards uh, the outside where there's heavy, it's heavy brush. I mean, it's, it's plant stuff and, and that kind of stuff. And I see the orange leaves of a perfectly healthy plant. Mm. Now, I realize sickly trees will, will change color faster than other trees. Sure. This was a perfectly healthy area, but... It was, like I said, nowhere near anything. So it probably doesn't get a lot of heat. Maybe doesn't even get a lot of sun. But to see the changing color of leaves. And look, I know we had our our uh, our May heat wave and our early June heat wave. It's not like we didn't have warm weather. But the amount of wet weather that we have had almost cancels that out. And it's like, you know, at what point... Can we start to make plans to to not have to worry that whatever we want to do on any given night of the week or weekend is going to be rained out? It just it's tiring. Well, but you don't. You don't. You don't know. You make your plans and you wish for the best. That hasn't really changed in the last five hundred years that I'm that I'm aware of. You just. You just make do, and if it means you gotta, you gotta switch it up every now and a while, and and you know maybe change your plans, uh, you know punt when it's necessary. Then you just gotta do what you gotta do. And it's not now in a while. I can't tell you how many times shows have been like outdoor shows have been canceled. Even since you know they didn't really even start until late April, early May, and the number of of band shows and stuff like that have had to be rescheduled or just plain canceled because there wasn't an opportunity to reschedule them. You know, I, tomorrow, once again, Thursday, you got a bike night and you got the Stern Square, the, the uh, Court Square concert. It's probably going to rain. Um, the, these, it's just, it's, it sucks. I'm just, this is a bad summer. Yeah. We've had this before, uh, a number of years ago, not to this degree. Cause I mean, this rain's kind of crazy, but I remember a couple of years ago we had, uh, a, a summer where it rained like every weekend, mm-hmm. like the weekdays were fine, but on the weekends, rain, rain, rain all, all the entire summer. And it was, it's depressing, but 
it's depressing, especially on the year after a pandemic where you had a perfectly good summer, but you couldn't go anywhere because nothing was happening. I know, but you know, the uh, the weather gods have got a sick sense of humor, yeah. and uh, this is what they do. Yeah. So. Well, I remember uh, once a, a very cruel, cruel summer, um, needing me here all alone. Yes. It's a cruel, cruel summer. Um I don't remember. I don't the remember next, the rest uh, of it either. Yeah. It's, it's quite God, all right. God bless Banana Rama. It's uh, six fifty. Actually, wasn't that that was a cover song? Yeah, it was a cover. Yeah, yeah. who was it? I, can't, I uh, was, was trying it? to think of who the original was. Not Blue Cheer. Was it Blue Cheer? I, I don't. No, I, don't uh, I have no I idea. I'm not even going to bother looking it up. It's six fifty eight on Rock one hundred two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? In the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the state minimum wage is currently thirteen dollars and fifty cents an hour. Now, for some people, that's a lot of money, but for others, you can do jack squat with thirteen fifty an hour, including pay bills eat meals, pay rent, you know, the stuff you need to live on. This is why it's so encouraging for a guy in the NBA to get awarded with a four-year extension worth a reported $215 million because it fills us all with an unattainable hope that things can only get better. Especially when you hear that such a contract works out to an hourly wage of $25,841 an hour. That's a difference of $25,827 an hour, and I would be okay with something like that. Sadly, my hourly wage is somewhere in between those two points where I happen to skew more towards the minimum wage. But according to reports, the Golden State Warriors have just reached an agreement with Steph Curry that will make him the first player in history to have signed not one, but two contracts worth more than $200 million each. And while the contract technically says it's a $215 million extension, what the contract actually does is absorb the final year of his current contract so technically, it becomes a $261 million contract. That pumps up Curry's hourly wage to $25,961 an hour. Suddenly, the promise of a $15 an hour minimum wage doesn't seem so impressive now, does it? And the part of this new deal is, and just like, uh, like the last one, it's totally guaranteed. He'll be getting that money whether Golden State wins another championship or where they fail to make the playoffs, just like they did during the last two seasons. Of course... I'm sure this contract is loaded with incentives and other provisions. They'll make him all fat and gately for the rest of his life. But don't let that stop you from enjoying that measly 3.7% cost of living increase you may or may not get from your current employer, even though Steph Curry's current uh, cost of living increase just went up three times that amount. But hey, I don't need $54 million a year to make me happy. I just need that kind of money to make me impossibly rich. And I see no problem with that. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Luke at the Agawam Rockies not only knows paint, he also knows diplomacy. Luke has helped many families come to agreement on paint colors, an important step in any painting project. Good people, rock-solid service like Luke at the Agawam Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and John Mellencamp on Rock 102. Cloudy but dry for most of the day. Uh, showers this evening. And then uh, tomorrow, supposedly somewhat of a reversal. Morning showers and then cloudy for the rest of the day. Although others are saying we will have showers tomorrow evening as well. 
It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. G. Michael Dobson, a reminder, will be joining us uh, next hour, and then also your chance to win a, a pair of t- actually a four-pack of tickets to a very rare New England performance of uh, Trailer Trash at the Live Music for Lorraine's uh, Festival. It's a uh, uh, fundraiser for Lorraine's Soup Kitchen on the 28th of August at the uh, the Knights of Columbus. We'll tell you more details about that later on. 2,000 people at uh, Sonny's last, uh, I think it was Friday. Friday or Saturday, I yeah. forgot. What's their total occupancy? Uh, 1,000. Um, no, it's uh, it was... Um, it was not overcrowded, but I mean, it was, and it was crowded enough where I went, you know what? Um, I got to leave because I didn't have a mask. I saw two people wearing masks and, uh, lots of people who recognize me stopping to talk. And when the music is playing, you have to stand closer and talk louder and mm-hmm. spit further. And it just, it, it wasn't comfortable. And, and I had to go, um, but, you know, the, this whole pandemic thing, obviously, I mean, I spent 15 months at home. Lots of people. You did? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. God, I don't even um, remember. It, it, it seems so long ago. I, I barely remember. Uh, lots of people did. And uh, it seemed to have worked out for the most part uh, for many businesses. Many businesses said they saw an uptick in productivity. Others, uh, maybe not so much. Reading a, another story yesterday about how it's kind of changed the dress code of Wall Street. You know, the, these are people who, even on a casual day, would wear a different colored tie. Um, and now they're wearing... Like Harvard tie. Like, yeah. oh, sure. Yeah. He went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. But now it's, uh, it's uh, jackets, but open college shirts... You know, $300 pair of jeans, right? but jeans nevertheless. No, I remember in college, there were like a bunch of guys, and maybe they were on like on a fast track towards a, like a business career, mm. but they were college kids that wore suits yeah. all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. I can never trust a kid that does that. You see a 19, 20-year-old college student who wears nothing but, but, but suits, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that, that's the that's the kind of guy that gets beaten in the shower mm-hmm. with a sock full of wood nails. Wearing a suit yes. in the showers. That's right. Uh, a new survey shows that many Americans say that they would be willing to take reduced salaries, give up days off, or put in more hours to be able to work fully remote. After more than a year of full or partial remote work to in many white collar industries employers are trying to get workers back to the office even as the delta variant takes hold across the u.s to entice them some workers or some companies are holding back to work parties yeah because there's nothing better to do during a pandemic than gather people in groups uh, even at the promise of cake yeah dishing out prizes providing free lunch or child care we're running a commercial. I, I didn't. I still haven't heard what company it's for, but it's it's one of these job opening commercials where they include pet insurance, which I thought is kind of that's kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever heard as that a, as before. an enticement for yeah. to uh, to apply. Yeah, as one of the benefits. Wow. Uh, some workers are not very fond of the prospect of going back to the office. Uh, an insurance company survey found. 65% of American workers who said their jobs could be done entirely remotely 
and they were willing to take a 5% pay cut to, uh, to stay at home. See, I can understand the temptation of taking that deal, but uh, I, for me, if we, we may just focus the light on my life, I would uh, reject that offer. Of 5%. Well, you got to understand, I've, I'm, you know, I got two kids in college and mm. one more on the way. You know, I, You're I've, having another baby? No, I got one more going into college. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, I have, yeah. At some point, you know, uh, you know, three college tuitions mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to pay for, and then you know, then there's other uh, you know financial considerations. I mean, you know, a, a cut in pay for me right now is not something that would sit very well with me. And we're talking about five percent. Fifteen percent of respondents said they'd be willing to take a twenty-five percent salary cut. <laughs> Listen, if I'm if I'm belly aching about a five percent cut, you can forget all about well, twenty. I'm not really uh, I'm not really a budget keeper. I, I don't uh, do the numbers to see what I spend where and how and and that kind of stuff. But y- you know, you wonder um, not necessarily for us, but say those Wall Streeters wearing suits and uh, and two hundred three hundred dollar pair of jeans would five percent equal the amount of money you spend on gasoline repairs for your cars and work clothes because those three things are three things you don't have to worry about if you're working remotely and if they equal the pay cut of five percent you know then maybe it's not that bad of a well, deal you, you, obviously in order to figure out whether this is worth it for you mm-hmm. you have to take all those things into consideration yeah yeah but yeah, you know, I know for in in my situation, it doesn't really matter. You know how it would work out. <clears throat> Excuse me. It just it it wouldn't be a convenient. It, it wouldn't be possible for me to do that. I might consider the five percent pay cut. What I would not consider is uh, more than half the people in this survey said they would give up Netflix, social media, or Amazon for a year. Yeah. No. No. Not the, the social media. I don't give a crap about, but the Netflix and, and the Amazon. You got to do something after work. No, right, right. Well, I mean, there's always Pornhub, but uh, let's see. Generation Z, forty four percent of them say they would give up their right to vote. Um, the baby boomers are the ones that are most opposed to the idea of a pay cut, which is not surprising. I mean, that's us. Uh, no, it's not me. I'm not, not I'm you. Not, not yeah. technically in the baby yeah. boom. You know, I mean, I, the the thing about it is, you it, we're clearly not through this. Mm-hmm. So this is still a consideration for a lot of people. Now, you know, over the weekend, I was feeling not great, <laughs> cold, sore throat. Uh, you know, you know, not you know, COVID symptoms, but some things that could be COVID. So I don't want to necessarily bring that in. To a uh, to an office environment, mm-hmm. one for the scrutiny that I get from you and Steve, but from everybody else, I don't want to do that. But there are plenty of people that do it, thinking, "Oh, I couldn't possibly have COVID." Right? You know, I've I've been vaccinated. Well, there is a small percentage of people that do carry COVID with or without the vaccine. Yeah, now, the breakthrough uh, viruses. Yeah, absolutely. Now, would I necessarily? You know, I had to, if, for example, the test I took came positive, would I make the call to work from home? If I'm feeling like garbage, I don't want to work at all. 
Yeah, right. I mean, if you've got symptoms, that's one thing. If yeah. you're asymptomatic, you shouldn't be around people, but you would certainly feel well enough to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yesterday and Monday, I didn't feel really, I mean, I felt bad. Mm. And I probably wouldn't have been uh, fairly... Felt bad for not being here or felt bad as in symptoms? Both. Yeah. I, mean, I felt bad for not being here because I know what the audience has to deal with when I'm gone. You have no idea. I know. I Actually, I kind of do. And then, um, but more more importantly, you know, I'm also thinking of uh, spreading. And I'm thinking about, you know, if I've got something, mm-hmm. do I want that kind of responsibility? Yeah. So the idea of working from home to avoid situations like this it makes sense but you know what am i willing to give up in order to do it uh, you know that's that's a whole nother set of questions that i think you know you know realistically you may not have to ask those kinds of questions well, you know i have to give anything up in order to work from home i don't know it doesn't know, make a whole lot of sense to me the truth is there's plenty of people and i put us in this category there are plenty of people who could work from home and if they were all allowed to do it, it would actually provide a benefit to the employer where the employer would be getting whether it's, you know, real estate issues or rent issues or space issues yeah, but to I th- the point where the employer is getting enough of a benefit that we shouldn't have to give something all up. Right, but, are, but are you doing this because there is a pandemic? Or are you looking to do this on a permanent basis? Either way. Because even even as you you set up the question, you're still talking about you know would you stay home for a year? Yeah, that's not enough to necessarily make you know real estate decisions on your office space. If no, it could be. It, it could be, but I don't know. I mean, if you've got a place that's constantly <laughs> leaking and uh, pooling water under the carpets and. Uh, in continual need of capital improvements. Oh my God! What kind of uh, office space would do it with that? I know. Describe. May, and you can't. You can't hire a good arsonist. Um, <laughs> you know. yeah, and the one, the one guy you get winds <laughs> yeah. up burning himself. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You got. You want to do something right? Do it yourself. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, you know, this is all over this industry that people are doing this. Uh, remotely and plenty of places have saved a lot of money by not having everyone centrally located uh, over an extended period of time. Right. But you would have to make that choice for everybody. Yeah. Right. Not just one right. or two people. No, because at, be. at, at that point, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not economically sure. uh, you know, justifiable. But what's everybody? Six. You know, I mean, uh, the way the way things are in some places, people are given so much more responsibilities and others are let go. Uh, Staffs are whittled down, you know, and then the other the other side of it, too, is uh, you keep reading these stories about people in restaurants that are just being real dicks. Um, There are a lot of restaurants out there that are not able to hire the help that they need, whether it's waitresses, waiters, bartenders, uh, dishwashers even. And for all the time that we just spent of uh, a year and a half not being able to sit in restaurants, now that we can actually go back in, now we have a lot of people very pissed off because their food is late or, or it's taking longer than they want to. And, uh, and, they're, and they're making big scenes, making big stinks over it. You know, uh, especially with the summer, 
and the seasonal help that's out there or not out there, you know, and this is coming from me. And I understand me even hearing myself say it is difficult. You got to be a little patient. I was was at a restaurant uh, picking up a takeout order. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a restaurant that you know we go to you know <clears throat> fairly frequently. Nadim's. No, actually, oh, it's something totally no. different. But um, <clears throat> it was jammed. Like I've never seen this place as busy as it was on that one night. Even nights that we go there just to sit down at a table, I've never seen it that busy. And busy they, with people sitting down inside, inside and outside. I mean, it mm. was just it was just loaded, and you could tell that. The, the staff that was there, and they had a good number of staff, you know, people on, on staff, you know, working, you could tell they were busier than ever mm-hmm. because they were they were literally running around to make sure everybody was uh, was served and, and everything else. And there was, you know, I don't want to say a, a level of confusion because I actually think they handled it fairly well, but it's like in the, in the five or six minutes that I was there waiting for uh, my order to come up, um... I mean, it was it was it was just like an organized chaos. Like if like if they had had like three more people on staff, that might have been enough to to kind of you know you know ease the ease the surf a little bit because it just you know, when you're talking about places that have big crowds and everyone is expecting you know the same quality of food, the same kind of service, and and they can't provide it simply because they're overwhelmed by this explosion of people it doesn't make any sense for you to get angry about it you, i mean you really have to think about you know the the totality of what they're dealing with even as you as a customer and not just the workers the owners i mean you know the owners have lost money over the last year and a half it would be easy to say well then why don't they close half the tables because they're trying to make the revenue back and and, and if they can't hire enough staff it doesn't, you know, they spent a year having to social distance the tables and in some cases block them off, but they don't want to block them off now that we no longer have capacity limits, but they might not have enough staff. So the staff is working more hours or they're working harder during the hours and, that know, they're there. And, it's, and it, there's, it's not like there's an industry standard. It's like, you know, place by place, those numbers uh, are, are different. I mean, if you, in order for... You know everything to work out. There's a certain numerical number they need of customer to to help, and not every place has the same formulation to make that no. happen. So every individual owner has to figure that out on their own, and a lot of owners simply don't really know where to set the number. It's like uh, I did a uh, I did a poker run on Saturday, and you stop at four different bars. Now, uh, some bikers love their their breakfast beers. And uh, so when we stopped at the first bar, you know, and there were probably 50 of us all walking into a bar at at 1130 in the morning on a Saturday, and you only have one bartender? For God's sakes, it's 1130 in the morning on a Saturday. It's a lot of alcoholics have been waiting here for hours. Why? Why would you not have two or three bartenders? It's 727 with Max and O'Brien at Rock 102. To Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 731 with Max and O'Brien at Rock 102. Uh, G. Michael Dobbs and the reminder coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. Boy, these Democrats are real good at being able to stare into a camera and say, 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Even though that woman and their attorney yeah. both saw me say something inappropriate. And I'll be which, back. Which I did not say. And I'll be back in a couple of months to say, I did have sexual relationships with that woman. Uh, I'm sorry. Having said that, I yeah. look forward to your vote on November. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Watching Cuomo and having the... I'm surprised they didn't show it. Uh, you know, they were showing Cuomo denying this stuff, and they didn't show the clip of, of Clinton standing there going, I did not have sexual relationships with that woman. You know, in, in times like this, I almost wish these statements were were aired before like a mystery science 3000 yeah, type, yeah. Of, type of thing where uh you know they they uh they mock him mm -hmm. and uh, and heckle along the way because yeah. this kind of stuff just lends itself to it we have news coming up next to rock 102 i wasn't able to sleep in my own bed because of my wife's struggles with cpap i had to move out out to the couch out to the recliner out to my son's bunk bed that is until she started using Inspire, a sleep apnea treatment that works inside her body with just the click of a remote. Get back to sleeping in your own bed with Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. To learn more, visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. The new Duncan Electro Brew combines electrolytes with cold brew to give you the feel-good boost to your day. Every day if you wind up grabbing it every single day. It's made by infusing ultra-smooth cold brew with coconut water. Electra Brew has a burst of electrolytes with a subtly sweet taste and no added sugar. Now, it's a 12-hour process to make cold brew, and I find it sometimes a 12-hour process just to crack open a coconut. I, I find it hard to believe that in, in this day and age of being able to make a pot of coffee in 30 seconds, I'm going to have to wait 12 hours? No, no, no. They, they've been making it for 12 hours, so by the time you get there, it's ready for you. And ah. if you're, you're down on electrolytes, the Electro Brew is exactly what you need. America runs on Dunkin'. Price participation may vary. It's a limited time offer. 735 of Bax and O'Brien Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Receive uh, all This month, receive 40% off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one-day bath system and you always remember to use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax, and happy friendiversary. Thank you, Steve. I noticed that uh, today. Thank you, and happy friendly, uh, friendiversary to you, too. Friendiversary? That's what they call you on Facebook when you've been friends on Facebook for X amount of years. It happens to be uh, 13 years strong for Bax and I now. That's right, Steve. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of leaves you speechless in a lot of ways. We're, we're gonna we're gonna leave here this morning, go our separate ways, and celebrate quietly by ourselves. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. As See, God what, intended. Right. You know what Facebook does, and of course uh, you'd never experience this, John. Is that uh, what it does? Is it takes all the or some of the pictures in which you are uh, both mm. tagged in, mm. and it makes like a like a collage, almost like uh. a almost like a uh, like a slideshow of gotcha. all your great memories together. And we got more than a few, Steve. If uh, I'm not mistaken, we've got quite a few, Bex. Hell and even if you're no longer friends, uh, all of a sudden these uh, morphing pictures come up with well, the two of you in it. If I were to uh, to block Steve for whatever yeah. reason, does it Facebook wouldn't put it together. Right. But if you didn't, but you had a falling out, uh, then all of a sudden you're getting all these pictures reminding you of what it was like when you were friends. Uh, I don't think once you unfriend somebody, then then you don't get those memories. But right. I'm, now I'm now you brought up a, a great. Uh, well, I thought of a great question while you were saying that. 
if you were to unfriend somebody, then refriend them, does the clock start over again? It starts or over. Go, it starts over. Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, here's the, 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 the important part of it. Just because Facebook has, uh, on their own, taken the time to put this thing together doesn't mean it has to be shared by anybody or used by anybody. It's, a, it's almost like uh, one of the participants in this friendiversary mm-hmm. uh, shares it on their own page. So everyone knows that Steve and I have been pals for 13 years. Mm-hmm. 13. But it does automatically share it between the two of you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Says, in so fa- in your Facebook memories. So if you if you had a falling out, but you didn't unfriend that individual, uh, then all of a sudden now you're reminded on this day. Yeah. Yeah, but then you just ignore it or delete it. Yeah, it's not always that easy. No, actually, it is exactly that easy. Yeah, I know you like to think so. As uh, COVID-19 cases continue to grow, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom said everyone at Springfield Public Schools will be required to wear a mask when school starts in a few weeks. I'm sorry, but you're all going to have to be silenced by these pieces of cloth around your face. And if you don't put one on, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to put one on for you. You understand me? Uh, I don't. I don't think he said any of that. No, he said not only kids will be required to mask up in the classroom, but also on the bus. The mayor is trying to contain the spread of the Delta variant, as he said on Tuesday. He wants to keep everyone safe. We're going to be back in school, full capacity, but with masks. Sarno is trying to balance uh, learning with uh, being back in the classroom, as the Delta variant of COVID nineteen. Causes concern in the city. The move to require all students, teachers, and staff to wear masks does not come from the state. He said it's the city trying to go above and beyond. Yeah, I was reading a story the other day that that really kind of made me think about this also, too. But, you know, it made other examples as well. We know we're not supposed to drink and drive, but some people do. And you get into accidents, and your insurance company pays for it. Pays, pays your uh, medical bills, um, irrespective of the fact that your behavior is what caused your problem. Because uh, this article was about, do the people who come down with COVID, and they gave like five or six examples of people who were hospitalized with COVID, the number of days they were hospitalized for, and what it cost, uh, what the hospital bill was. And, you know, the story was about whether or not insurance should cover people who refused to get vaccinated. But then they made the drunk driving point and the smoking point and the you know number of different points of how our behaviors uh, if they were if certain behaviors were avoided, we wouldn't ever have the consequences of them that can cause medical issues. Uh, it, it's a it's a conundrum. You know, if there's anything that's good that's come out of social media uh, media is uh, is the meme culture that's out there. I saw a picture. Some uh, heavy portly fella uh, is uh, is eating a pizza. Now, if you can try to imagine this, he's got the pizza, he's got the wings, he's got an ashtray on the uh, on the open box of the pizza, and he's smoking a cigarette. Uh, chowing down, and then the the, uh, the graphic says um, uh, something like, "Vaccine? I wouldn't put that poison into my body." And it's yeah. like, okay, you know, no. you, you you got a lot going on there, pal, and and not one of them justifies not getting vaccinated. <laughs> I told you, my brother's the same way. He gives he was he was uh, you know a little inebriated, 
and to give me a speech on why I shouldn't get my children vaccinated <laughs> if that ever becomes available for them, because you don't know it's a long time of fix. <laughs> of course, the 17 shots Put of fireball he had. Poison. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're putting poison into your children. <laughs> Give us another round. Yeah, yeah. Hey, have another one of these. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, it is It is kind of, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a conundrum. Uh, an 18-year-old has been charged with computer crimes after police say he hacked into a database and put a quote from Adolf Hitler into a Connecticut high school yearbook. Oh, boy. The teen was a student at Glastonbury High School where the quote appeared in May beneath the photo of an unsuspecting classmate, police said. It read, quote, it is, quite, it is a quite special secret pleasure how the people around us fail to realize what is really happening to them. The, the quote was attributed in the yearbook to George Floyd, the black man killed by a Minneapolis police officer last year. Police said the same student was also responsible for another unauthorized yearbook entry, which referenced one of the Boston Marathon bombers as well as drug use. The teen, who was previously barred from attending his graduation ceremony, faces two counts of third-degree computer crime and is due in court this Friday. The quotes were discovered in May after the school began distributing the yearbooks. The school recalled the yearbooks to remove the offending quotes. We deeply regret not having caught the act of bigotry and vandalism before the yearbook was printed. We are examining and will revise our yearbook procedures for collecting and reviewing future student submissions. Uh, I didn't know how easy it was to hack into a computer system to change the quotes. I don't know how, how expectant you should be of the school administration or the yearbook uh, committee to recognize a quote like that and realize where it came from and what it means. I don't know. That that might be asking a little too much. Unless, well... I mean, if it was a very famous quote, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, but if it was just uh, some well, yeah. musings... And it was only discovered after the yearbooks were distributed, probably from the student who said, I didn't write that. Yeah. And then they Googled it and said, oh, and George Floyd didn't even say that. That was Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Just over a year ago, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was widely beloved for his uh, telegenetic response to the coronavirus pandemic. Telegenic. No, telegenetic. <laughs> it's telegenetic. Really? Is it? Yeah. No, right. Telegenic would be the... Uh, Paranormal, right? No, no. That's... like photogenic would be he looks good on pictures. Telegenic would be he looks good on video. Tele what? Telegenic, not telegenetic. Well, genetic. I mean, you, you break the word down. That doesn't make any sense. But hey, Steve just said telegenetic. What country is Roman? <laughs> Did you say telegenetic? I probably did, yeah. But is that what you meant to say? No, I meant to say telegenic. Oh, okay. I just, I'm sorry. I, I, thought, yeah, okay. I thought we were saying that there were two different words. Uh, but allegations of sexual assault and harassment sent the Democrat tumbling into a month-long fall from grace, reaching a, a peak on Tuesday with the release of a report substantiating allegations from 11 women. The probe overseen by the state attorney general found Cuomo sexually harassed the women, many of who formerly or currently worked for him. Cuomo still denies the allegations. He maintains he isn't going anywhere, but his political future might soon be out of his hands. Did you watch the video? Yeah, we were actually just watching it a few minutes ago again. And it was like, uh, I I touch my friends. I touch old people. Yeah, I, I touch, touch women, women around the office every single day. And 
they have like a collage of photographs you know, he, of him touching people. And he re- and he references the fact that he's Italian and his mother was very kind and she taught him how to do all this stuff. And it almost sounds valid until you're thinking to yourself, did your mother teach you how to stick your hand up somebody's blouse and touch them in an appropriate way? No, too? that was my dad. Yeah, I was. Just, it's like okay, <laughs> you, you almost had me there yeah. as your, you know, your honest yeah. opinion. And then you read all the allegations, and you're like, that's more than just putting yeah. your hands on somebody's face and kissing mm. them on the forehead and saying "Ciao, Bella." That that was that was my dad, who, by the way, was also governor. Well, hey, you know, you know but he didn't have a pandemic. <clears throat> Uh, according to researchers at Harvard University, men should ejaculate at least 21 times a month in order to mitigate their prostate cancer risk. I am That's the, it. I I'm out. The, I have the healthiest prostate on the face of the planet. Yeah. Uh, do I have to? For the study, which was published in the journal European Urology, 31,900. European? Yeah. And that's not all you're doing. Yeah. Your 31,925 men provided their average monthly ejaculation frequencies. From that, the researchers found that the men who ejaculate more frequently also slash their chances of develop, developing prostate cancer by a third. Now, this is obviously the, uh, this can be in any number of ways. It could be alone. It could be with someone else. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You know, I remember like in, uh, when I was in high school, like, like not reading all the books for like, uh, or like like a like a literature class, and then cramming it all in the final week. If I don't have any uh, thing going on for say like the first twenty five days of the month, or your first twenty seven days of the month, for example, I'm just tossing out a random day, and I tried to reach this number in the final three days of the month. Is that in is your that, late fifties? Good well, luck. Well, I mean, not now, but yeah. I mean, let's say a younger version of myself mm-hmm. can. Uh, toss at least twenty-one times. Is that uh, well? Is that adequate enough? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they care whether you're cramming or not. If I mean, you're, if you're doing a cram session in the in the last a cram session. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I mean, I I I don't want to fall behind, right, but yet sure. you, know, I, I, you want I, to keep your numbers up. Every month, I may have more things going mm-hmm. on. I simply yeah. don't have the kind of uh, time it takes. Well, but, I got four days left to the end of the month. I'm going to go and uh, punch out some dangler dingleberries as soon as possible. Yeah. Okay. A little ambrosia yeah, for yeah, the kitty. We always will. have to take it here. Uh, huh? Noel, hey, listen, he's uh, just trying to explain. Yeah. I think the explanation you know, was understood. Do you know how many times I uh, I commit testicular manslaughter on a daily basis? I just think, you know, obviously, if you're concerned about prostate cancer, we're talking about older guys. And um, how many a month? 21. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 21 in uh, July, sure. Uh, 21 in February? That's a, that's a little bit tougher. Well, then just turn up the heat. Yeah, it's not even about that. It's a, you don't have as many days. At our age, it is about how much how the thermostat is set. You know, when your stomach looks like a, a toaster strudel. Okay. I, uh... Uh, all right. Hee <laughs> hee. Right. <laughs> you know, a little Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, you think? yeah. Uh, so, and anyone who's rolled over to, uh, to to sleep once they've done the deed will know that ejaculating is a well-known sleep aid. So that's going to help your sleep health as well. So get to it. Yeah, that's not always true. What do you mean that's not always true? It it doesn't always make you fall asleep. Sometimes it's almost like drinking a cup of coffee before you go to bed. Yeah, that's true. Well, it depends if if the plane is about to land. Mm -hmm. 
You're, <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation. Oh, you have no idea. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today uh, going to be cloudy, uh, maybe some sunshine in there somewhere. A high of 78 tomorrow. Cloudy with rain, high of 71. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. This stuff is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Better than any other iced coffee on the market. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Pro contractors rely on Pro Tool in Springfield. At Pro Tool, they literally... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 754 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. You know, we talked before about uh, how you watch the girl, the women's gymnastics on the Olympics, and you have to watch it in slow motion to really be able to appreciate what they do, whether it's the balance beam or the uneven bars or the pummel horse or, or, or even the floor exercises. And... To watch it in real time, you just you just you don't appreciate it half as much. They're also showing they showed earlier on the Today Show these teenagers. I'm talking 13, 14, 15 year olds who are getting medals in street skateboarding. And when you watch these kids and you see these moves, it's like there's a I, I understand, what is it, uh, centrifugal force, I guess? Right. You know, versus uh, defiance of gravity. It, it just It's amazing how these kids can do these jumps and the board stays with them, or in some cases, they actually reach down and twist the board while they're in midair, uh, and it's just like... You know, I mean, I read an article last week that talked about how these kids also have to learn how to fall because they are going to fall, and they do, but not all of them are seriously injured. They did show this one girl who, unfortunately, and they cut the video, obviously they made it at home, uh, she fell 15 feet and fractured her skull, Right. but got back on when she was ready to. But, you know, they've got to learn how to fall so that they don't get seriously hurt. But these moves and the way a board stays on their feet, I, I, it's not like roller skates. They're not strapped into the thing. Well, do you remember when um, skateboards came back? Like, they were out of fashion for a while. But I'd say, like, in 79, 1980, Somewhere around there, mm. they they kind of came back in style again. You remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Did you did you own no, a skateboard? No, for God's sake! My parents knew I had nothing. I had no business on wheels. So I had a skateboard, right? Mm. And uh, me and my next door neighbor would uh, would skateboard down his driveway. Now he had this real long, winding driveway that started like an, a, underneath a carport in the back of his house. Then he had like a like a small basketball court, and then the thing went down a hill. And we would, you know, we'd, we'd do that all day long and, and we would, you know, skateboard forever. And then in one, at one time we actually went to a skateboard park and they, it was like, it was brand spanking new. The first one I was like, I think it was like in, in Seekonk. None of these, none of these, uh, towns around, uh, you know, like Bristol County had anything close to, to what this place had. And they had like a half pipe, mm. you know, and, and I remember going down to this place and thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this place because I've been skateboarding at my neighbor's driveway for almost a full year. There's no way I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna fail at this. I lasted four seconds. Yeah, literally before four, you were down seriously uh, be, enough injured that I, you weren't gonna continue. I was eating concrete and uh -huh. I said, okay, 
Yeah. I've had enough of my uh, of this, and I never went on that skateboard again. <laughs> on the skateboard or on that park? Oh, I both. I mean, you that, didn't just say let's just go back to your driveway. Uh, I did say that, but yeah, yeah he, you know, he was like one of these like naturally gifted yeah. athletic kids who yeah. you know figured it out within like the first forty five seconds, and I like four literally four seconds, and I'm down on the ground, can barely move. Well, they're show, they're showing this one girl. She's now nineteen, but you know they're showing a video from when she was like ten, and she's got her skateboard. She's got a backyard swing set, and she's got her skateboard at the top of the slide, and then she gets on it and goes down. It's like I look. I was lucky if I didn't fall off a swing. I mentioned this kid's basketball court. If you can imagine it, so like the it was it was elevated above the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And it was. Uh, they were like, you know, railroad ties, you know, hoisting it up. So it's probably like a like a good five foot drop mm-hmm. to the ground. And my my neighbor could actually kind of, you know, skate on the railroad ties. And 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 I tried doing it and literally did like a like a wily coyote type of you know, off the cliff type yeah. of thing. Yep. Could never figure it out. I guess you know, being a like a chubby athletic kid, uh, I was doomed from the beginning. But I- I tried roller skating. I tried uh, uh, one of the ones uh, where they were inline skating. Oh, yeah. No. But skateboards, no. I, I, no I, way. I was no more successful on roller skates than I was on uh, on uh, on a skateboard. And it wasn't bad just going down his, uh, his driveway. That was relatively simple. But the moment we tried to push it up a notch, that was a mistake. It's uh, just about 8 o'clock on Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the last 24 hours have been quite a whirlwind. As you may know, yesterday the Boston Red Sox placed reliever Matt Barnes on the COVID-19 injured list where he was placed under strict quarantine at the team's hotel in Detroit. Eating overpriced room service, watching unsatisfying softcore pornography on the pay-per-view, staring at the window, knowing that his teammates were getting clobbered by the Tigers by a score of 4-2, and watching his team fall a game back in the standings. In other words, it's a terrible time to be in a COVID-19 quarantine. But like so often in life, there was a parallel was going on for me at home, too, as I also was showing signs of illness. Scratchy throat, sniffles, congestion, and yet... Just like Matt Barnes, both of us tested negative for COVID. Thank you, Moderna and Pharmaceuticals, and thank you to all those great life-saving CDC protocols. Now both myself and Matt Barnes have been cleared to rejoin our various teams, pull them from their disastrous two-day slide, and try to gently pick up the pieces for where things went astray. For the Red Sox, they needed Matt Barnes with his 23 saves and his 2.3 ERA. And for Rock 102, they needed me back here for many of the same reasons, most of which I don't think I need to spell out for you at this time. However, let this be a lesson to all of you. When in doubt, check it out. Don't get lost in a fog of denial and say, I'm sure it's not COVID. I'm sure there's probably a million reasons why I can't breathe or taste my lunch. Get yourself tested. Sack up. Be a man about it. Don't take your chances. Was I symptomatic of having COVID? Certainly not enough to get a positive test. Do I regret not coming in and potentially spreading my sudden illness upon my fellow employees? Not in the least. That's because I'm a responsible adult that's fully vaccinated. And so is Matt Barnes. 
and that's why we will both be at work today. It's because we both played by the rules and didn't take chances with our health or with the health of others. It's really a very simple strategy that a good number of people have chosen to ignore. But don't let that fool you. 15 seconds of swabbing with a peace of mind is a whole lot better than 15 days on a respirator. At least that's what I've been told, and I would like to keep it that way. But hey, and of a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The, hardware, the Stanley 20-foot, 25-foot uh, lever lock tape measure, four bucks. The Craftsman Wide Mouth Tool Bag, four bucks. It's a four-buck tool sale going on at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. The August sales flyer is online at Rocky's website, loaded with bargains. Available now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view, view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Clap. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812. And Tom Petty on Rock 102. Cloudy, and now it looks like uh, the rain will start probably about 6 today, this afternoon, and uh, last until 6 tomorrow evening. So, once again, another long period of uh, precipitation. 63 now in downtown Springfield. Michael Thompson, reminder, is in the studio. It's good to see you. Always great to be here, guys. You ever write uh, columns about the weather? (laughs) I don't believe so. No? (laughs) Should I be, John? Well, I mean, you know, God, this this, this July has been awful. It's it's now carrying over into into uh august it, many many events are being affected either rescheduled or canceled we were just talking off the air about the uh, jazz fest coming to springfield that nobody knows about um you know and and it could very well be rained out considering the way things have been this year so yeah i do a column about weather Okay, I will uh, take that under advisement. Eight, well, ten it, inches. It, 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 it has interrupted some of the reopening that uh, you know people were expecting. You know, going out and that's true. You know, having yep. uh, outdoor events, but uh, the jazz festival is uh, is interesting because they first of all they've moved. It. It's not on at Court Square anymore. That's that's correct. It's it's going to be on Worthington Street with the stage on the parking lot that's on Worthing Street near the block where Theodore's is located. Gotcha. The stage is actually going to be in that parking lot, I assume facing east, and then the people will be in the square. I guess. Uh, that would I'm, seemingly... I'm, I'm afraid I haven't oriented my compass to the oh, map to, to yeah. ascertain east and west. I can't believe how many people can't do that. Um, I can't believe that you don't understand that some people can't do that. It's it's uh, whatever. Um, I used to do it when I was a Boy Scout. I yeah, I, see, I, and I, I was never even a Boy Scout. Yeah, well, I I find that impossible to believe. I just no, I never. I was a Weeblo, uh, but you. Didn't but that take, wasn't official. You didn't take that final <laughs> leap into yeah, uh, no, not into Boy Scouts. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, what I mean is, so it would be facing uh, towards Dwight Street. Um, as opposed to facing towards the former Fat Cat that I can't, I'm sorry, I, I believe can't it the is facing of. Worthington Street, so it would be facing the block oh, that, okay. that yeah. uh, Dewey's Jazz Lounge Dewey's. is now in. I've actually right. heard, a, I haven't been to Dewey's, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's I've not been cool there place. as yet, but I have also heard many good things about it. And uh, it is a jazz lounge? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it makes sense the, for the a jazz. Jazz is included, I believe, in their title, so yes, mm. yeah, yes. Um, there was a story in, uh, in in Mass Live this morning. I don't know if you uh, know anything about this. That uh, MGM, 
And I, I mean, I hate to bring up, uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. But you know, but, but, well, it's but the difference you, between a yeah. daily and a weekly. But you live in, oh, in Springfield. And I certainly do. So. You're very much in touch with uh, downtown. MGM has just bought a couple of properties, uh, I believe, uh, on State Street, and one I forgot the other, the other, uh, uh, the other address. But it, but it is you know literally right down there as well. And uh, they've bought some of these properties. I think United uh, Bank was uh, was a tenant in one of these. When it comes to expansion of of MGM, at some point you have to expect they're going to want to get bigger and do other things and also fulfill some of the things that they are obligated to do just by their their host agreement. Do you know of any I, – I, have you heard of any ideas of what they – might do as far as uh, you know this new real estate well it's interesting you bring this up backs because um a couple of weeks ago i had the opportunity of speaking with mayor sarno and he said that there were going to be major announcements involving mgm coming up um now i've not checked thoroughly through my email this morning so maybe there's a press release sitting well, there about this but he would not say what those major developments are or what they would represent. And I'm very curious about this because the the narrative has been, oh, we're done. You know, we're not, we're not going to expand. We're not going to buy more property. We're done. So now the narrative is changing. So are, are you talking about the article this morning on Mass Live? Yeah. Okay, the city is purchasing these buildings, not MGM. The city announced that they are buying three office buildings near MGM to spur redevelopment. Okay, so but if even if that's uh, if it's not those those properties, something relative to MGM, because I mean you hear you know a lot that MGM is still obligated to do certain things that they have not yet done, whether it's market rate housing or uh, you, you know in, in employment numbers or whatever it may be. I mean, even even with you know Wahlburgers you know going in. The numbers are better. The revenue is better. But at some point, you expect there to be, you know, significant growth in, in what they're doing and, and, and how they operate. But, you have, but, but nothing specific that you're, well, that you're aware of. Well, no, there's, there's a couple of things. And, and you're absolutely right, Bax, when you talk about that. The numbers are a lot better right, right now down there. But they still haven't brought back poker. This is a, a very big issue because Encore in Boston hasn't brought back poker. The Gaming Commission has been looking about whether or not um, they legally have to have poker there. <laughs> we laughed about that last week. Um, How does the Gaming Commission not know that? I think, okay, so when they went through the whole application process in, in Springfield when we were determining which casino to go with, mm -hmm. Both of the, the biggest casino offerings, uh, PIN and MGM, had applications that listed literally how many slots they were going to have, how many table games, what were the table games. So the Gaming Commission's issue is if, this, if these statistics are worked into the host community agreement and if they are not offering what they said they were supposed to offer, is that a violation of the host community agreement? And can the gaming commission then say to either entity, guess what, you need to bring back the poker room? And so there's the issue of the poker room. There's the issue of all three casinos getting ready for sports betting. I mean, I want to tell you, as soon as Baker signs whatever bill that they come up with, the ink isn't going to be dry before 
these three entities roll out some sort of sports betting. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting ready for it. Sure. Um, so you got the sports betting issue. You got the poker room issue. Uh, with MGM, they haven't reopened everything. For instance, the Indian Motorcycle Store is not reopened, and I don't believe the golf, the Top Swing Golf Place, is reopened. Right. So, I I think, uh, and certainly, oh, inside the the Italian restaurant hasn't reopened as yet. So, to and they basically tr- to try dissolved to answer, the Commonwealth Bar. Well, again. They move slots in there right. because they were trying to make use of the space. Right. So it's it's almost like it's it's not like an expansion. It's it's almost like getting they're still not back to normal. Let's just say that. I just don't know. It's a it's a redesign, and I don't know how much of it. It may have been caused by COVID, but I don't know how much of it is going to return to the way it was pre-COVID. I think they're going to find that either there's not enough people to put through dealer school fast enough or they're realizing this is not the market that wants to pay $6 for a bottle of beer. And to have a place like the Commonwealth Bar, which was an overpriced alcohol uh, establishment, is not going to make it in a a city like Springfield. And that's why they fill the place up with, uh, with slot machines. I, I just unfortunately I see the destination portion of this dissolving, and it's be and it almost seems as though it's becoming a neighborhood uh, casino. And I, and I and I'll be very interested when we get back to the height of things after the pandemic is over. I'd be very interested to see what the occupancy rates are for the hotel. Well, that's the other issue. The hotel isn't fully open. Yeah. So right. I know what you're saying, Bax. I just think that they still haven't gotten back to where they were in 2019 i mean i'm glad that the number of people have increased i really am and as a movie guy i'm really glad that regal is back open again so um, yeah well that may not last just because of the pandemic i mean because of this of of the variant i mean i'm not saying the i'm not saying the business will go out of business i'm saying the variant might have us not back in movie theaters again soon unfortunately Yes, hopefully that will not be the case. But so, according to uh, one of the columns I, I was reading in your uh, in your own newspaper, um, you got a problem with the uh, Chickabee bringing back Mike Wilk to oh, do? Uh, okay, yes. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, you know, uh, the, I I really you know we talk about the word optics a lot now. Mm-hmm. You know, the optics aren't good. Well, the optics aren't good that you're going to reinstall as a special officer a uh, officer who was basically forced to um, go into retirement for this, his social media posts. Um, I don't think it's a particularly good look, but, you know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens ultimately. I'm, I'm torn. I mean, um, you know, having, having done the job for a while, I do know the difference between being an on-the-street patrolman or being a, a public information officer or doing details, if you're only doing details, you are invisible. I mean, you know, you drive by a construction site, you see a cop standing out there waving his arms or on his phone, you don't really pay attention to who the cop is. You're just, you're paying attention to the flow of traffic and and the necessity for him to be there, which other people argue is not necessary. Massachusetts is one of the few states that can't have civilian flaggers at construction sites. So, you know, maybe no cop is necessary there, but a particular cop, I just, I, I don't, it, it's, 
I agree probably that he had to be uh, taken off the department, not just as a public information officer, but also as a patrolman. But to allow just details, I, I don't think the public's yeah. never going to even recognize him. And I don't think the I don't think the public makes that kind of distinction what he's doing, you know, whether he's the public information officer or, you know, w- whether he's putting uh, you know, traffic tickets on cars. I don't think I don't think the public cares what he's doing. The issue is whether he should be brought back. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. Mike, I, I don't disagree with with what you're saying. Uh, you know, I. You know, we know Mike Wilk. Do we find that he is, uh, you know, racist personally? I've never seen anything uh, to support that. On the other hand, I have seen the Facebook posts, and I wonder, you know, based on you know people's opinions about policing and 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 race and the division of politics, that you know maybe those were ill-advised posts that you know continue to go up time and time again, and then. You know, I it, it's a it's a it's a PR disaster for the city of Chicopee to bring a guy back who may be seen as having you know these racist uh, you know, leanings. Well, that's just it. Um, you know, um, a, a year ago, Mayor Review was very strong in his language about that this stuff would be wouldn't be tolerated, and now a year later, um, yes, he is not. Uh, you're absolutely right, John. He's not. Um, I choke saying those words. Um, <laughs> he's he's not like a, a patrolman in a car, on a beat, in the neighborhood, visible to to folks. You're right. right. You're absolutely right on that. But he is a police officer. He has the badge. He has the gun. He has the uh, authority that he is given by the city to enforce things, even if he's there... Just on, um, like you say, a construction. What if detail. you went to another town? Would you have a problem with that? Would I personally have a yeah. problem with that? I just, I have to question someone's judgment who is was actually a public information officer in in posting things that were grossly inappropriate. Understandable, but what if and, he went somewhere else and became a police officer in Holyoke or South Hadley? Or I would, well, Granby. frankly, I would still question why they're doing it. Okay, then let me ask you this. When a guy like Mike Bissonette leaves office under the circumstances he did as mayor of Chicopee and goes over to become the city solicitor in Holyoke, do you have a problem with that? Okay, so what are we talking about in terms of the former mayor's transgressions? We're talking about someone who had uh, either transgressions, as you described it, or whatever kind of issues came up that kind of forced the person out of a job and then a neighboring community came in and allowed them not an equal position, but a another high-profile position. Well, this is all really hypothetical, and, and I, I don't want to uh, libel the former mayor of Chicopee, um, but the, the bottom line is, is that ultimately all this is about perception, and it's all about that perception then spilling over onto local elected officials about who they choose to do business with. Um, if, if, if someone in, if there was a city solicitor position open and somebody had, uh, somebody looked at Mike Bissonette, for instance, um, you know, they're going to have to judge him on his basis as a lawyer. Uh, they're going to have to judge him on the basis of how he worked with people in a municipal setting. And, um, uh, Mike Bissonette, by the way, um, was, um, 
a, a very effective mayor in many, many ways. He had problems with the city council, which was not unusual in Chicopee uh, for many mayors. Um, but he uh, he's not known for putting stuff up on social media that necessarily embarrasses himself or <laughs> or um, or the city of Chicopee. Really? Especially, go with this, okay? Would you please just go with this? You just say hypothetical. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, um, <laughs> I think we're out of time. Well, we are out of time, but I think you know, in the in the Bissonette case, I mean, he did post some things on social media that that were questionable. The difference between the two is you're talking the difference between something that may have been like an inappropriate allegation as opposed to an issue of race. And, right. And and, 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 the, and the and right now, people are very very much focused on how race plays a part in everyone's life. And whether or not he was still in office at the time that he posted things that were in a viewed as perhaps inappropriate. Well, I mean that. I mean, in in, in very real terms, he did. But right. nevertheless, we are out of time. It's good to see you, Michael. Dawson Always good reminded. to see you guys. It's eight twenty-eight at Rock One Hundred Two. Fuck. It's eight thirty with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. Well, that went well. Well, I don't think it went badly. I mean, it's it's what it is. <laughs> Uh, again, if you ever missed a, a Bax and O'Brien show or missed our interview with uh, Michael Dobbs, check out the uh, the podcast. It'll be available after the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group. And as I mentioned earlier, the Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest Frank Hannon from the band Tesla. They got new music uh, coming up uh, in the fall, and uh, my guest next week uh, is uh, is a real big one. So I'm pretty excited about that. But what, you know, what do you mean, real big one? Uh, one of the more important bands of all time. And who would that be? I'm not going to tell you just yet. Male well, band? Um, I'd rather not say. An American band? American for sure. American for sure. Five members, eight member, 12 member? Uh, four. Four member. Yes. A quartet, if you will. Yes. Named after uh, a city, a country, I'm not a saying. region. I'm not saying. What, what is this, uh, you with the John Tesh Entertainment Tonight method of <laughs> releasing the names of the people you've interviewed? Well, listen, I'm just saying that uh, you know it, it, it gives you an incentive to listen later to find out who the hell I'm talking no, about. No, because uh, once even you hear the name, if you didn't like that band or didn't like that artist you're not going to listen to it anyway well, so that's why don't fine. you just tell everybody who it is i'm not going to do that all i will say is it's a very cool interview i don't think i can believe that well you, you, you take my word for it no, it's, i it's don't think my can i don't think i can it's already happened it's already recorded it's a very cool interview well i, I don't uh I won't be teased that way. Well, I don't really care about whether you'll be teased that way. You're not my concern. My concern is the people that will listen to it. Well, maybe they feel the same way I do. Well, I don't know if they do. Mike, Mike Dobbs just admitted a moment ago that he he agreed with me. It was a while ago. <laughs> it's and not going sure to be in two things in a row. <laughs> it changed quite a bit afterwards. we got news next to Rock 102. 8.36 of Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatique Pools and Spas. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. I got a huge story here, but I cannot share it with you now. You're going to have to wait until the weekend to listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm just telling you, it's huge. It's breaking news. All right. Uh, it'll still be relevant on Saturday. 
All right. We'll be waiting yeah. for it. All right. Can you give us a clue? Uh, I can just say that it involves uh, lots of uh, things and many other things. Does uh. it? Uh, is it involve a crime? Was uh. it a... Uh, uh, some kind of an activity. Well, uh, I, I don't want to necessarily say that because we'll let the cat out of the bag. But uh, just uh, trust me, it's, uh, it's, it's huge. It's I, huge take your word for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You just take my word. For I it. can see what you two douchebags are getting at. <laughs> I understand, but uh, you're just gonna have to take my word. Uh-huh. Monday's going to be a pretty big interview. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it'll be all part of uh, Stevie's uh, musical news gag uh, coming up on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, you can download the podcast. A Westfield woman was seriously injured at a construction site in Northampton Tuesday after a ditch she was working in collapsed, bringing down a wall of dirt on top of her. The 32-year-old woman complained of chest pain and was rushed to Bay State to be uh, treated for serious injuries after being rescued according to Northampton Police Sergeant Joseph Barsh, who uh, added that OSHA officials are now investigating the incident. At around 12.44 p.m., police and fire crews were called to 33 William Street for a report of a ditch collapse at a construction site with one person trapped. The ditch is about 60 feet long, 6 feet wide, and 9.5 feet at its deepest point. The dirt wall that collapsed on the woman was about 7.5 feet which is still a lot of dirt. And it's a lot of dirt. Sergeant Barr said uh, two men who were also working the construction site used an excavator to free the woman as much as possible before first responders arrived. The workers were installing a sewer line on William Street when the incident happened. It is unknown what uh, caused the ditch to collapse. Well, maybe it was... uh Somebody who didn't want anybody to dig up a cherry tree, uh, uh, they went <laughs> no. and hugged the tree. Right. Well, usually when they dig those, they, they put in those support walls, and, and this probably was before they had a chance to put that wall in, assuming they were going to. That would suck, though. I mean, imagine just having all that dirt fall. You know, I'm not a, I, I'm a, I'm not a real big fan of things like suffocation yeah, or uh, not, uh, or you know any of that kind of well, stuff. Well, it, so- it sounds like, thankfully, I could be wrong, and it's just that they were fast enough to uncover her head, but it, it kind of sounds like maybe she wasn't buried over her head, which would have really been much, much worse. Yeah, that would have not had a good outcome to Well, it. no, I mean, they could have still... They could, like I said, they could have jumped in there fast enough, and and she was in shallow enough uh, dirt that they, you know, immediately dig her head out, and and she can start breathing again. The uh, Holyoke City Council will provide instantaneous interpretation for Spanish Spanish speaking viewers starting with uh, yesterday's meeting. The uh, City Council and Holyoke uh, Media teamed up with Transfluency of e- East Longmeadow for the initiative. Acting Mayor Terrence Murphy and City Council President Todd McGee made the announcement Monday at City Hall. The translation service is for full City Council meetings and not for subcommittees or other boards. Isn't Holyoke a a majority-minority community? Is that how they say it, or is it minority-majority community? I forget. Mm -hmm. But I would think there were enough Spanish-speaking people in Holyoke that you would have had a Spanish interpretation of televised city council meetings a long time ago. I'm sure there are, there are plenty plenty of Spanish-speaking programming on their cable access, but as far as city council meetings... I mean, in real probably, time. In real time, they probably don't have yeah. that. Yeah. 
Well, it's not a bad idea, to be it's quite it, honest with you. It's, it's actually a real good idea. It's such a good idea. It's hard to believe it wasn't already being done. Um. Well, yeah, but you're also talking about you know resources and and money being spent to do these things. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was a. It could also be a traditional thing where nobody really thought about it too much until somebody's brought the topic mm -hmm. up. I uh, I discovered the other day uh, I paid for something uh, with a sir discount. A sir discount. Well, I mean, it was written as a senior. But um, but I believe it was a sir discount. No, that's senior discount. Yeah, senior usually. Oh, I thought it was uh, a nice way of calling me sir. Was no, a, was that a Denny's? N no, Were no. You having the moons over my hammy special for no. half price at four p.m. Nope, but I am taking advantage of it any chance I get now. If there's a senior discount, I want it. Yeah, I'm a senior. Yeah. I get this. I get this license. It says my age right on right here. It says I can get half price on everything I want. Yeah. Well, I feel a little bit nervous, but I can't really tell. <laughs> I just, you know, it's it's why not? I mean, I didn't I didn't like taking that when I was fifty five, fifty six. Even though I certainly looked like I was sixty five, but now, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take any discount I can get. I uh, I I'll be fifty five this year. And uh, I'll be eligible for some mm -hmm. of the discounts. And I realized that, you know, if I allowed myself to pay the $16 shakedown that AARP keeps hounding me with. And will never stop, by the way. And will never stop. I'm sure I'll get, I would get even more discounts. But I just, you know, listen, I don't need a free tote bag that bad. So just you can get my $16. Hey, listen, a tote bag can be pretty damn handy yeah i understand that but i can also get a cheap tote bag say like at the uh, big y can you can you really yeah i don't think you can no not really but i can get a a, a, a grocery bag a grocery bag two for five bucks how much do you think you can tote in a grocery bag with the handles that rip off 150 200 pounds no good luck uh i'm glad we're on the topic of this because uh i saw yesterday uh a video through Instagram, where they were showing uh, an interpreter at a, uh, oh man, what's her, Cardi B concert, mm -hmm. right? And she's translating WAP. Oh my God, really? For, yeah. I'm sorry, for uh, hearing? For the hearing the impaired. Same? Okay. Uh, she's on stage. She's interpreting, you know, all of the lyrics. And uh, she's very graphic in the way she oh interprets those lyrics. <laughs> she looks like, uh, you know, she uh, might be, um, I'm not sure how to put it, uh, blowing up a balloon, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And then right. uh, using her hand as a motion to show all the different lyrics of that I song. think that there's also a video of uh, Gilbert Gottfried reciting those, those lyrics, just like he did you know, uh. reading from Fifty Shades of Grey a few years ago. Why would a hearing impaired person go to a concert? Because you can still feel the vibrations through the floor. So you can enjoy the music that way. Kind of sounds like a blind person going to a museum. No, no. I mean, the, the the deaf actually can enjoy the vibrations of music. Some of them, but I mean, it's probably like like blindness. It, there's degrees of it. Um, but I mean, I would think if you're so. Um, 
impaired, hearing yeah. impaired, that you need a sign language interpreter to sign music. Well, I know there are many people listening to this show that are thrilled that deafness has taken them over. Eh. Uh, you shouldn't have to rush yourself in the bathroom, but this seems a little excessive. Some woman complained on Reddit that her husband spends four hours a day hiding out in the bathroom. Four hours a day? And she's a little tired of it. She doesn't think he has issues in there. It sounds like he just enjoys the alone time and likes to play games on his phone. She well, says he maybe even, he's just trying to avoid the woman who's chasing him into the bathroom. It could be. She says he even takes 45 minutes to pee sometimes, and the whole thing came to a head when it happened recently at a restaurant. He went to the bathroom after they ordered dinner and was still in there when their food came out, so she ate her food alone, paid half the bill, and left without him. Now he's angry at her for not being more patient. I think he might have been in New Hampshire last weekend. <laughs> when I went to that uh, machine show, and they had uh, Santa cans, and, you know, they'd have them in a, in a pack of, like, four... You know, all pointing in different directions. But once you committed yourself to one, you kind of didn't really have the choice of the other three. And I committed myself to one that was obviously occupied. And I don't know what this person was doing. They must have been showering or uh, doing a costume change. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what the hell is taking? I didn't say it out loud, but... Yeah, I, I, how long can you be in a Sani can for? <sighs> I yeah. try to limit my time as much as possible. Oh, these were nice smelling ones. They even have lights in them now. Oh, I know, but it, but it's still a Sani can. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not meant to be a cleanly bathroom experience. Yeah, I had to use one a couple of weeks ago when it was like it was so hot outside mm -hmm. and it was just gross. Like yeah. there was, you know, other people's stuff in there stinking yeah. up the whole damn thing but i had no other choice well i mean even like i said even the ones that are kept up what are you doing in there that's taking you so long unless they were high and and tripping or something like that probably scrolling through tiktok videos or candy crushing it or something like that yeah i uh i try to get in and out of the bathroom as quick as Me humanly too. possible it's the first time I've been in one, though, uh, that had a light in it. Because, I mean, I already had my phone out for the flashlight, and I walked in, and I realized that they actually have lights on them now. Yeah, they're, uh, it's the modern technology of the yeah. Sandy can. This yeah. ain't your grandpa's Sandy can. No, yeah. This ain't no outhouse. Yeah. Might still be your grandpa's poop in it. <laughs> yeah. but, well, uh, we were at, the, at some uh, craft brewery a few months ago for an event. And uh, they had what I think was maybe the most spacious Santa can I'd ever seen. Mm. I mean, you could really stretch out in this thing. It yeah. really, you know, takes some uh, time to get you know all comfortable before you do your business. This the uh, it's air conditioned. It had ventilation and lighting in it, yeah. and and yeah. you know a sink. I mean, you could really sponge bath yourself off in this thing they if you really one, wanted to. They have one of those over at Elmcrest next to the trailer clubhouse. Ooh, yeah. nice. Well, that's a temporary clubhouse. It's been there for four years. It's still nicer than the old yeah. clubhouse. Yeah. Well, that, that when I do these weddings and things like that, this is what a lot of people resort to is renting those things mm -hmm. for for the event, and they are uh, super nice. Yeah, they're yeah. clean, and it doesn't even feel like you're actually in a portable bathroom. No, it feels yeah. more like a public bathroom. Yeah, yeah. pretty neat. Very neat. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, partly cloudy with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with some rain showers possible, high of 71. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel.